The college football experience East Carolina Pirates 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gamblet Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. College football experience, East Carolina Pirates 2023 season preview episode. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, you'll see the ECU hat on old pick Dundee. Whoa, I'm sorry. Maybe you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swigger Danterbase, Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. <laughs> now we're talking football. It's not, you know, the past two days I got to do Colorado and ECU, my squads. Boom. All right. But East Carolina is my squad, baby. All right. They should be in the SEC. But. SEC, they don't want that smoke. Cowards. They don't want that smoke. <laughs> There's no difference between Starkville and Green and Greenville. All right, you got the Vills. There's really not that much of a That's difference. That's what I'm there. saying. We should be in the SEC. You want to have your little party SEC and Big Ten and try to separate from the rest? <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Yeah, you don't need, you know, yeah. the ACC is all tied up with their grant of rights. You want to get into North Carolina? Bring yes. the real program. Yes. Bring Let's the ECU go. Pirates. Let's go. I am joined by my co host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, side lad kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, it's time to talk about it. Time to talk about the greatest university in all of the land. From Pat Dye. Hey, SEC, you benefited off of us creating Pat Dye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it all Auburn legend Pat yeah. Dye? Yeah. He was at ECU first. All right. True. People don't know that we've been a legit program <laughs> since back in the days. Great for great for quotes too. Great for great clips. for everything that is college football, and I'm talking about the East Carolina Pirates. Just give them the national championship now because. There was nothing that we couldn't do. 
Winners of the 1991 National Championship. There you go. Conquerors of the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Yes. Yes. Not so much last year, though. Yeah, well, I mean, we should have. Yeah. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but look, it's a brand new year, Patty C. Well, well, I this guy's that. son knows about <laughs> ECU. They're they're cold, but they're counting down Shout seven, out six, to uh, Skip Holtz, but I mean, honestly, this is a program to back-to-back bowl games. I know there's cowards. Boston College canceled a bowl game two years ago, uh, saying they had COVID. They just they just don't want to get their ass whooped by a, a real team that that is better than everyone in the ACC. So I understand. Uh, that uh, Mike Houston, your boy from JMU, a good ha- coach, has been bringing back, you know, because Scotty Montgomery, who was a mole, you know my theory on this. <laughs> yeah, we're, he, we're well aware. He went to Duke. He coached at Duke, so he played at Duke, and I think he was a mole because ECU was dominating. And he sabotaged his yeah. own career in yes. order to bring down well, the rival. He's still in the NFL. He still failed upwards. He's still in the NFL. <laughs> it's true. But I, look where he goes. He goes after he goes to ECU. He gets fired. He goes to Maryland in, in some of those awful Loxley years, not the bowl seasons. Yeah. Right. Then last year he was on the Colts. You know the Colts are one of the worst teams, if not the worst, <laughs> in the NFL this year. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fade him. All right, Montgomery, <laughs> do not hire him. He will destroy your program from the inside out. Just fade him. All right, because with Scott, with Scott, when you were when you were putting Scotty Montgomery on your staff, better luck next year. <laughs> that's essentially what what's going to happen here. But Patty, see here we are. Uh, Let's talk about Mike Houston's uh, win percentage. Uh, first two years, thirty three percent. Thirty-three percent, but that's understand. When you understand that he walked into, uh, and look, Houston bothers me on the special team side of things. I've made this known, but he walked into a bare, bare yeah. cabinet. You yeah. know, what I, I mean, mean, there was nothing. There. Both of those years were improvements on anything uh, Scotty Montgomery did. He was twenty-five percent, three and nine all three years. I guess three and eight on the last year. Yeah, and he left uh, David Blackwell in the lurch after he got fired. Three and nine for three, three straight years. Immediately four and eight, three and six in the COVID year, but then seven and five, eight and five. Are they getting better still? Would have been eight and five that other year at BC not canceled. I feel like they, they should give us the win for that. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, this is a big year for us as we continue to build forward. I I think one of the big questions uh, out there, ECU fans, I think kind of want to be in the Sun Belt, despite them being in the AAC. I feel like the Sun Belt's more on brand with with uh, you know Halloween at ECU and uh, just uh, Dowdy Ficklin's crowds. Well, what are the teams in the AAC again? I got to get that. Point. I got them off. Uh, I got them all up here, Patty C. There you go. All the right. base start spitting that data. Florida out. Atlantic, Tulane. Uh, Florida Atlantic, Tulane. We got Charlotte, the 49ers of Charlotte. We also have um, Rice, SMU, UTSA, uh, Memphis, Temple, Navy. Who am I forgetting? I mean, which I one like of those teams one. outside of Charlotte could even be considered a regional rival? I would say pretty much none of them. Yeah. Uh, me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really Tulane. SMU. South Florida's in there. We have a little bit of a history with them. Yeah. It's yeah. still not super close, but in the, in the Sun Belt, you would have who? Well, Sun Belt. I love these two rivals right here. Marshall. Yeah. We have a history with Marshall. And also Southern Miss, Southern Miss and ECU have had some yeah. battles back in the day in the CUSA, and even as independents. As a matter of fact, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, they are your most played team all time. 
But your record is twelve and twenty-seven against them. Well, they were fucking nasty when they Ouch. had Brett Favre and Michael <laughs> Hehe Jackson and all those guys. Uh, here's the thing, buddy. Are you sure you want that smoke? Oh, come on, look. Because when you're at East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach at East Carolina, you don't come to East Carolina, you don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it. Write it, Patty C. Uh, <laughs> look, so if we enter the Sun Belt, obviously you'd have those two rivals, then you have Appalachian State. Boom. Uh, in state rivalry, mountains against uh, beach against mountains. Yeah, you well, I don't it. know if it's beach Reese, but sort of closer. Um, yeah, there's, there's no water. Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah. you're not that far from Atlantic <laughs> Beach. But uh, Patty C. Also, you would get Coastal Carolina, which I would like. We played them. We beat their ass in the bowl game. Grayson McCall ducked us because he knew he knew an ass whooping was coming. Yeah. All right. He might piss teal. All right, <laughs> but he didn't show up on game day. I'm joking. I like Grayson, but. Uh, uh no what 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 do you think and then we also have Old Dominion which well, is right you're there forgetting a, a certain team here that <laughs> you know if the last time I checked also wears purple and gold and wears a little better because we no no handed no, no, your no. ass to you on a These silver platter uniforms YouTube.com/slash College Experience yeah. let's talk about that ECU last year revived their their classic uniforms these are up there with the best in all college football I don't care what anyone says all ECU right? uh you know. No matter what, they do a good job with the uniforms. They're a swaggy team. I yeah. give it to them. Gotta I love give it. it to them. But yeah, you add in Coastal, you add in JMU, and even ODU, which is right there. Oh yeah. You know, you have this. I, they belong in the Sun Belt. You're gonna have full stadiums at all of these games yeah. if you're playing, which yeah. ECU probably doesn't have much of a problem with in the first place. Yeah, yeah, they fit Dowdy in. Dowdy Ficklin, fifty thousand seats and largest uh, of all the group of fives. Wow. Yeah, let's go. Uh, look, we're going to talk all about the East Carolina Pirates and uh, talk about their offense, defense, special teams, everything, and talk about how they're the greatest institution of all time. But before <laughs> we do that, I want to tell you that the East Carolina, the ECU 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good, like, like fucking Chris Johnson running over Boise. That was one of Boise's only losses in those late 2000s years. ECU, baby. I'm gonna say running past Boise, not yeah. really running over them. Ah, whatever you say. All I know is we're di- <laughs> Ernest Biner was running over them. All right, there you go. That's there you an go. ECU pirate. There you go. Uh, look, but Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I mean, come on, you're gonna look like you're gonna look like Ric Flair. All right, and not Ric Flair now either. I'm talking Ric Flair <laughs> when he was beating down, uh, you know, Hogan and all those guys back in the day. <laughs> Part of the four horse, but that's what you're gonna look like. You put on some bird dogs. Um, bird dog shorts do ex- the the exact same thing as other shorts, but they fit way better. All right, they they fit. They they're just they're not made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric. It looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. Patty C. Um, Bird Dogs uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric. Look, people, good people of Greenville, if you're listening to this one. Look, I've spent many of days shit hammered at your fine university. And I know that some days you're partying, especially around Halloween. Oh, I made the mistake of showing up in police riot gear one time and everyone uh, pretty hammered, you know, walking amongst thousands would kept hitting my helmet. <laughs> yeah. They didn't run yeah, away. Yeah. They, they beat him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was uh, anyway, my point is, is that sometimes you wake up the next day in, in field or in, in mulch. You know what I mean? I've done that before where you just have to pass out wherever you can find a spot on this fine earth of ours. And, uh, and you, you know, sometimes you wake up and you already got plans. You don't have enough time to go home and, and, and shower and stuff like that. Maybe a crash. 
uh, you know, at a friend's house, whatever, right? On a couch, yeah, on in a, a bush, and, yeah, yeah anything at ECU, anything's game. Yeah. You know, what I mean, he, NC Nick will tell you about him carrying a pizza like a briefcase throughout the university <laughs> when I brought him down there, and. Uh, Look, the the reality is, is that uh, sometimes you you don't want to be smelling like you're, you know, Vin Baker. So uh, <laughs> here you have a you know anti stink sweat wicking fabric uh, that keeps you cool and dry all day long. It's going to keep you smelling a little bit better. So Bird Dog's killing it there. Go to BirdDogs.com/pool and enter the promo code pool p o o l for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Once again, that's BirdDogs.com/pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We can promise you that. All right. We are back on the ECU, the East Carolina university, 2023. Don't listen to that Ohio state bullshit. All right. <laughs> it is the East Carolina university. I don't think the distinction needs to be made. I don't think anyone else is trying <laughs> to plant their flag for East Carolina. All I'm saying, man, all I'm saying is, you know, <laughs> ECU. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows this. <laughs> no one even dares, you know, Ohio state has to clarify because Ohio. Okay. ECU, right? They, no one wants to, and they leave that they territory, that right? What they you got, you got the, 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 the research triangle. That's all central, you know, yeah. uh, North or central Carolina. Then you got uh what Winston Salem starting to get a little West app States out in the boonies, right? Oh, literally. literally. Hello. <laughs> yeah, like and then you, you got there. ECU claiming the whole coastline to themselves. NC Nick brought this story up recently that the last time I was at ECU, Patty C, we went to a uh, a game. It was like I think it was week one of college football. Scotty Montgomery area, unfortunately, and uh, I forgot my ECU shirt, much like this episode. Um, but uh, I I quickly went to like a dollar store or like a, a thrift store and bought a a uh, a purple button down shirt, right? Yeah. Like you would like a. <laughs> Nice. And I spray painted <laughs> ECU on the back of it. And the, and I think I, I did like a chant on the front of it too, but I smell the worst part was like, it was like 110 degrees that day. And I smelt like spray paint, like my whole body, but I <laughs> played a lot of beer pong, uh, pre pre uh, pre game. And then afterwards uh, I was, I did take a little bit of a nap. You sound <laughs> like you uh, fit right in at ECU. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I took a nap uh, 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 in a parking lot for a little bit after, after Again. getting extremely sunburnt. Yeah. Uh, and doing a few Jaeger bombs, and then uh, and then later in the night, I uh, was at a bar where uh, I was talking to a girl, that, and she called me old. She mm. called me old. I was in, I was like thirty three years old at the time. I didn't think that was that old. It's, that's old. Is it okay? Okay. Well, I mean, at ECU, she she must not have drank too much. All right, she she needed to have another few drinks because yeah. I've seen it all at ECU. All right. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, Patty, see here we are. The pirates are rolling. ECU Greenville. If you haven't been, folks, you gotta get out to a game. They got the jungle and baseball. Dowdy Fick, get rowdy at the Dowdy. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go, uh, Patty C. But but I'm curious. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the portal first because. Well, should we should we talk about what happened last year? Or, or sure. We'll, well, we'll do sure. That we'll, do well that. no, let's talk about that. Let's talk about last year first. Okay. Let's recap because I I still have a hard time. Knowing we lost to NC State when we really should have won that. Mm. <laughs> How many missed extra point, missed field goal, missed field goal, missed extra point. I just feel yeah. like block punt for a touchdown. Did you guys yeah. fumble on the uh, like down near the goal line. That was NC State. Yeah, that was NC State. That's when you guys were rallying. That's yeah, right. yeah. But you know, you look back at this season, 
with the exception of the Houston game, we were in every game, man. We were in every game. We lose to NC State by one in the game. Everyone knows we should have won. The Navy game, of course. You, you know how we lost the Navy game, right? The same kicker <laughs> in regulation and in overtime missed. So in regulation and in overtime, he missed. That game shouldn't have been that close. Yeah. We should have won both those games. We lose the Tulane by 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 fifteen. Um, respectable. They no, but that was like a one possession game for a long time, right? We were right in the thick of that. That was yeah. in New Orleans. Uh, and then we lose in Nippert by two to Cincinnati in a game we were in. Yeah, very much in that game. And then we got housed by Houston. We beat Coastal in the bowl game, but we we did score some nice wins. We took down worked UC- Coastal. Beat the shit out of UCF. Uh, hey, welcome to the Big Twelve. You just came to Green. I mean, you, you came went, to the Dowdy. You went to BYU and got a win. Went to BYU, got the win. Um, just we we had a solid year. Beat Memphis. Um, You're not getting physically pushed around. That's what I knew Mike Houston was going to bring when he was the coach at uh, JMU. That's the first thing that jumped off screen is this team is physical as hell. And, and I think right now, coming into this year, if I may, you know, get ahead of ourselves for a second, the real strength I think is the defensive line. Mm. I hear you know that that they're really really excited about the strength of the defensive line, um, which with Montgomery. It, Houston had mentioned. They didn't have a defensive line. Yeah. You're, you're, he was like starting corners at the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, so anyway, let's talk about the portal because, man, I felt so much better about ECU's season before they got raided in the portal, that SEC money. But hey, come on, Vince McMahon, you're an ECU grad. You can't have the XFL now. All right. <laughs> Throw your money into the football program. And same with the guy who started Golden Corral. You better believe he's from ECU, right? Throw some money in the NIL collective. Let's get it going. I'm already donating. Let's go. All I right? mean, I think that, uh, you know, when we talk about the portal, I'm guessing that's the problem for you guys right now is, is the lack of in financial, you know, well, capital yeah. there. It's a small little town. So, yeah. uh, but we're on the rise, buddy. All right. So in the portal, ready? Well, first I will have a celebration. Can we, can we play something here? Oh no, let's, this is, oh, and Daffer's gone. The kicker that cost us the NC state game. Look, Owen, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out, buddy. All right. <laughs> He's gone. That uh, that's the sh- does that mean we won the portal because I'm about to name thirty fucking guys. <laughs> All right, uh, offensive lineman Nishad Strouther, he's at the he's at the Oregon Ducks. Patty C, jumps all the way to Eugene. All right, we lost uh, tight end Max Lanchish to the Lobos of New Mexico. Running back Nemo Squire to Gardner Webb. Grayson Lewis, another offensive lineman in the portal. Uh, cornerback Jamone Wilson in the portal. Cornerback Brandon Higgs in the portal. Wide receiver Terrence Copper Jr. Remember his dad, wide receiver that played for ECU, Dallas Cowboys as well. Uh, tight end uh, D'Angelo McKinney did, bounced out to uh, Stony Brook. Um, cornerback Malik Fleming, one of our best players, to the Houston Cougars. Wide receiver Macy O'Donnell in the portal. Defensive lineman Rick. Uh, how do I pronounce this guy's name again? Uh, Abreu, Debreu, I think it is. Debreu. I'm always fucking this up. He's at TCU now. Okay. Debreu. That's what it is. Debreu. That works. Um, Andre uh, Pegas. He's gone. Wide receiver Taj Hudson goes to James Madison. <laughs> he must have been a backup. Moving on up. Uh, defensive end Emmanuel Hickman though goes to South Florida. Cornerback Juan Powell to Coastal Carolina. Safety uh, Dreya Wilson to UCF. That was. Th- 
just huge losses and cornerback Daniel Hickman to Georgia Southern safety, Demetrius money in the portal quarterback, Ryan Stubblefield to incarnate word safety, Sean Dorsey to NAU offensive lineman, Avery Jones. This was a huge one. He's probably our best offensive player to Auburn defensive end, Elijah mm, Robinson mm, mm, mm. to Hawaii with the rainbow Warriors going way out there. And then uh, uh, save this one where this one safety, Robert Kennedy. <laughs> he goes to NC State. Uh, that's a conspiracy if I've ever heard of. You go to NC State, you all you piece of absolute shit. You go to NC State of all places. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, I can't yeah. stand that the guy. CIA is but, behind that. But honestly, the big ones though, obviously, when you have the transfers to Oregon, Houston, TCU, UCF, Auburn, and NC State, those are all guys moving up. Well, there is your example. If you are wondering which team is going to be the victim of NIL and the transfer portal both happening at the same time, look no further. It seems based on the information you're giving me right there. But I also think there's opportunity. Mike Houston comes from the FCS where he he won a national championship with JMU. Got the eye for talent. Well, I think you go into, you got to dive into the FCS. And I think that's what he did because he brought in kicker Jerry Rice, who, yes. You can't fade a Jerry Rice in football, all Rice. right. And uh, he was a kicker at VMI. We covered VMI. They had some good seasons, in the, especially that spring season. He's already better, and he's not. We don't even know if he's starting yet. Um, <laughs> linebacker BJ Davis from South Carolina State. This guy was a very good get. And then linebacker Taekwon King from North Carolina A and T. That was their best defensive player. So we bring them. You know those guys in FCS talent, Patty C. Then you have. Linebacker Ra Ra Dilworth from UNC. That's a great name. Safety <laughs> safety Dont Dontavius Nash from UNC. Ra Ra Dilworth. Uh so a couple UNC transfers coming in. There's gonna be one more in a minute. Punter Archer Trafford comes in from Mississippi State. Wide receiver Ryan King from Georgia Tech. Cornerback Tamir Brown from UNC. And that's what I mean is like the defensive side of the ball. You'll see some of these big recruits that were at North Carolina and they just couldn't get it going. This is a huge one here. Safety Omar Rogers from Elon. He was all CAA safety. That's what uh, I mean. Mike Houston going to the FCS roots. Going and grabbing some of these guys. Cornerback Rance Connor from the Louisville Cardinals. Uh right or I'm sorry, running back Gerald Green from Georgia Southern. And shout out to our guy Clay, the big Georgia Southern fan. Hit me up. He says, We're getting a dog in Gerald Green. So Watch out! Um, Boom. They also rated. Uh, I'll take his word too. He, that yeah. guy, that guy spits truth. Uh, and uh, we also rated the Akron Zips offensive line, uh, offensive tackle Owen Murphy, and and uh, offensive lineman Ryan Beckman, starters with Akron a season ago, come over to ECU. So we raid the MAC. We raid the FCS. Cornerback Jonathan Jones from the Campbell Camels, who had been recruiting at a really high level. Mike Minter is their head coach. Uh, wide receiver Keelan Robinson from the Kansas Jayhawks. Wide receiver Chase Soul from the Colorado Buffaloes. Okay, a couple power five guys. Offensive lineman Dustin Hall from the Duke Blue Devils. So we got how many? We got what? What do we got out here? Three UNC players: Mississippi State, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Kansas, Colorado, Duke. Again, when when there's when there's this many, unless you're automatically familiar or you have a little word of mouth uh, knowledge uh, with these players, especially when there's that many, it's kind of like. I need a, I need someone to put it into numbers. 
Do we know what their uh, transfer portal rating was? Uh, no, I'll, I mean I'll, I'll get that pulled up here. I don't pay bit. attention to that shit, but uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think it's kind of yeah. like useless, you know. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's important to know what their incoming transfer portal ranking is because that gives you an idea of what you're getting, and I think that there's some truth to that. I mean, there's some maybe statistically verifiable, like you know, not yet, but eventually there might be. Certainly with the recruiting, there is, but uh, until you know what is going out, you kind of just like. You're you're looking for names. It's like pissing in the wind, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like pissing in the wind. But uh, offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick is back, Patty C. And last season, 34th scoring offense in all the land, 53rd in rush offense, 16th in passing offense, 23rd in total offense. That's huge to bring that guy. I mean, he's been with him since what Lenore Ryan, and yeah. he was there. Was he with him at the Citadel? Let me double check that. Uh, he was the head coach. Mike Houston was the head coach of the Citadel when they beat South Carolina at South Carolina. Uh, Remember that they went into into oh, SEC country and grabbed that dub. Okay, so he wasn't. No, it was the defensive coordinator who was with him at Lenore Ryan. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick was at ECU until 2015. Then yeah, so joined Ruffin Houston McNeil. with Ruffin. Yeah. Then uh, joined joined uh, Mike Houston at JMU, and then has been at ECU since. And so his first offensive coordinator gig uh, at the F, I guess Chattanooga way back in the day, but recently was JMU. They obviously killed it at the FCS level. He's doing a pretty good job now. Top twenty five offense. Yeah, I think the continuity is a huge thing. I think you gotta, uh, you know, I well, think, I think you gotta feel pretty good about that. Holt Nailers is gone. Um, that sucks because he had been really good for us last year and all over the top 20, uh, you know, statistical leaderboard nationally for a dude that throws the ball. Like he's got a broken arm. Yeah. You were a hater just cause he's a lefty. Um, uh, he just that's looks, one thing I've learned about you is you think lefties, you, you thought Steve young was terrible. You know, lefties tend to do this. I feel like, and it looks really bad is they drop their lead arm, you know, and it looks like they're like. I don't know when, when, and even if they keep their lead arm in like a, uh, in, in a tight position, you know, coming across mm. the body, it still looks weird coming mm. from a lefty. So you're right. Maybe I hate on the lefties. You do, more. you do. But look, Holt Naylor's is gone and it's either going to be Mason Garcia or Alex Finn at co- uh, quarterback, or I'm sorry, Alex Flynn. But uh, Mason Garcia is the highest rated recruit in the history of ECU football. So uh, I'm excited for this new era. Uh, so he's only a sophomore, so we could potentially have him start for the next three years. Patty C, mm. uh, maybe even four. That's uh, nice, considering redshirt shit. Um, the running back Keaton Mitchell's gone. Mm. That one hurt. Came out early, and what are you doing? Seventh uh, national uh, nationally in yards per no fourth nationally. Sorry, in yards per attempt at seven point two. It sucks that he came That's out early. He should have stayed in college. Yeah. But uh, look, uh, running back position is interesting because you have Gerald Green from Georgia Southern who could start. Maybe it's Marlon Gunn. I see a lot of people talking about Marlon Gunn Jr. And then two years ago, we had a thousand yard back in Ray J. Harris. He is is back, but he's coming off an injury. So we'll see how that works. I'm That's not, important. I'm not worried about the running back position. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver wise. You get uh, Josiah Hatfield back, Jalen Johnson back. I think Johnson was a Georgia Bulldog transfer the year before. Nice. So I like that. I love the tight end Shane Calhoun. He was a, he was a good player a year ago. He's back now. Here's the concern: we only bring back one of five. Well, you you could argue real quick related. I mean, Josiah Hatfield had what twenty six receptions last year. 
Uh, Isaiah Winstead had 88 receptions uh, for over a thousand yards, both, you know, top 10 and 20, but, but here's why I don't panic too much on the Winstead side. He was a, 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 gra- a transfer from Toledo last yeah. year. So we went out in the portal and we got Ryan King from Georgia tech uh, wide out. We also brought in Kalen Robinson from Kansas and chase soul from Colorado. Can one of those guys essentially do what he was doing? Someone's got to yeah. catch the ball. Uh, perhaps I'm not sure, but uh, either way, I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm not panicking on the wideouts. I'm panicking on the offensive line because, yeah. you know, we got hit in the portal pretty bad in this spot. Now we we only bring back one starter that started the whole season. That's right guard Isaiah Foot. I mean Hampton Ur- Earl Ergley, uh got some starts, so you could argue that we have hey we have two guys that that could potentially uh, you know. Be starters from a year ago, but we went out in the portal. We brought in those guys from Akron. We also got a guy from WVU that was a transfer two years ago in Parker. uh, Was it Moore? I believe. Uh, This is where I circle and I'm concerned because I just don't know. I just don't know. I trust Mike Houston, but I originally thought coming back to this year when I saw all those starters leave, I thought we'd be better on the offensive line. So I, I, I'm like, man, I don't know. What do you, what do you make of that? I mean, yeah. If you're losing, where did they lose offensive linemen to? Auburn and Oregon. I mean, yeah, yeah those yeah. are two elite programs. If yeah. they're going and getting those guys, it's because they're freaking really good. And ECU can't afford to lose guys with that caliber. It's going to greatly impact their, you know, caliber of their line. Yeah. Uh, defense coordinators Blake Harrell. They were 72nd in scoring defense, 18th in rush defense. Got after that D line that I'm talking about, Patty. There C. you go. Now, pass defense, like I said. I, I guess losing the kid to NC State, losing the kid to uh, UCF in Houston. Maybe we don't panic that much because we were 128th in pass defense. It's really funny. They're kind of an odd team because, generally speaking, I feel like I could be wrong on this, but teams that have good rush defense also have a good rush yeah, offense. It normally helps the. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And practice, you practice against it yeah. all day. Uh, ECU, meanwhile, has a great uh, rush defense and a terrible pass defense, but a great pass offense and a pretty mediocre rush. Offense. I know Harold's super aggressive though. Like he blitzes a lot, and if you, sometimes you get your your hand caught in the cookie jar. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it so, could just be scheme. Yeah, uh, but still, 128th in pass defense, not great. 87th <laughs> in total defense. Understatement. Yes, but the defensive line that I was referring to, Elijah Morris, uh, Deontay Johnson, Chad Stevens, Jeremy Lewis, all back, and they have great depth at this position. I like the depth. I even like the second unit. So. I I'm very excited to see that. Like, that's why I think we could be better than what people think. Uh, now linebacking core breaking in a brand new linebacking core. Uh, that's a little interesting because, but if you told me, I think in today's era of football, I feel like that would be the one where I feel, I feel like, okay, maybe we don't need to, we brought in Robert Dilworth from UNC. If there's one area where I, I think it used to be defensive backs. I think now with the way everyone passes, I think the one area that you could lose everybody and be okay as linebacker. Interesting. Interesting. I I'm sure each component of the defense is pretty vital in its own right. Um, but you may have something there. Well, we bring back both of our safeties, which I like Julius Wood was a beast last year for us. And uh, uh, corners breaking in new corners, but brought in a, a, a corner from Campbell, a corner from North Carolina that are projected starters. So the defense I think could be better than last year. Just the fact that I feel like the defensive line could be one of the best 
in the AAC, if not the best. Their overall defense rank was what last year? Eighty seventh in total defense. Well, they better get better. Yeah. Uh, kicker, like I said, Jerry Rice, Andre or Andrew Conrad. To me, we already won by getting uh, uh, what's careful, his name out of here. Careful what you wish for, buddy. Let me ask you this. Let, let's take a one second pause here. I want the the. Uh, June, July, June uh, uh, evaluation of Mike Houston on a one to ten numeric scale where he is as a coach. It's a very simple formula coming from Colby six. Dan here. He's a six right now. He's rebuilt the program. That's a lot higher than you'd given him before. Yeah. Well, look, he's rebuilt the program to where it should be. Can can I mean we're not where we should be, but we're at least we're back to be, making bowl games. Yeah. Yes. But now that I look at this new AAC. Okay, you have Tulane or you have Tulane and Fritz is a damn good coach. So I and I for a second he almost went to Georgia Tech, and yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to start running the AAC. You got Trailer at UTSA, but I believe we should be amongst them and Memphis for the top teams, and obviously SMU with the way they spend actually could be the number one team down the road. Sure, but we should with be in culture. that mix. We should be in that mix yeah. to be champions every year. I agree. I th- I think I agree. You know, I think. It's going to be a fight. I think there is the possibility that, you know, you get rated year to year. That's something you guys might have to figure out. But I, I do trust that Houston is going to be able to, you know, make up the talent, whether it be going to the FCS or whatever. He's a, he's a good evaluator of talent. So you bring them in. I expect them to compete year to year. Let's go. We're going to compete uh, by going game by game on the schedule, projecting the East Carolina Pirates record. I got mine at 14, 15 and 0 <laughs> after our playoff win. But, uh, you know, there's, there's still more to listen to this episode. Invitation. As we go. Yeah, definitely an invitational. Uh, we're going to go game by game on the college football schedule for East Carolina. But before I do that, I want to tell you that the ECU 2023 college football preview. It's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here at Underdog Fantasy. Give away $15 million in prizes. All right. What are you doing, folks? Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB. They have college baseball player props. I know that season's coming to an end. Uh, you know, just came to an end. But um, next year you have that. And when college football comes around, uh, we cover this heavy in college football season. They have player props. You could probably find, you know, uh, uh, Shane Calhoun's uh, over 40 yards receiving in the opener against Michigan or something like that. Jump on it, baby. Um, so head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N Pat T C here yes, we sir. are, you know, this team so if you're watching on YouTube, first off, subscribe wherever you get this podcast. You know, wherever you listen to podcasts at, you could I, it'd be great if you could subscribe. Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Also on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, and just so folks know out there, that's that on our YouTube channel holds all of our college experience stuff. So we host the college baseball experience, the college basketball experience, the college football experience. We come together as one on YouTube, YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. Patty C. Week one. Oh my God. It's so perfect. It's so it perfect. It's not so perfect. Dude. 36 point dogs, 36 and a half. I think I saw them recently. Uh, ECU heads to the big house. They call it. Well, you <laughs> know what? Let me get yeah, loud. There. Curious. That's it. If it's 36 and a half, I want to see what the first half spread is because if it gets anywhere near that, it's going to be once the dam breaks and Michigan starts going off, because I do expect ECU to be able to bang with them for at least a couple quarters, buddy. 
take the points all day. North Carolina's got a history. The last school for North Carolina to play at Michigan was Appalachian State. They went and won. This is gonna happen again. <laughs> You're talking about a team that is bringing back two elite running backs, a solid quarterback, a playoff team, and the rest of the that team. They haven't won a playoff game. They're not really a playoff team. They put them there just because of a big, big brand. All right? Fair argument. Um, but they're not that far away. They did beat Ohio State a couple years in a row. Um, I think you guys are going to be impressed by that. <laughs> I think you're going to get smacked on the scoreboard, but I think it's going to be pretty competitive uh, through two, two and a half quarters. I could be wrong. Michigan might come in and stomp, but especially with the new quarterback you guys are breaking in, not exactly ideal against Michigan <laughs> in the first. Well, week. I mean, look, Michigan played a bunch of trash last year in the non-con, and they're doing it again this year with the exception of ECU. Uh, last year they played three; they got three brand new coaches in the first three games of the season. And three terrible football teams in Colorado State, Hawaii, and and UConn. UConn ended up making a bowl, but yeah. it was still fifty nine nothing. That was the first month, and their backup quarterback was their starter. Do you think ECU is close? How far do you think ECU is to Maryland or Illinois? Um, uh, somewhere between the two. I mean, closer to Illinois. And Illinois game a hell of Illinois a game. Is better than Maryland. Yeah, yeah. So my point is, is that Maryland only lost by seven in Ann Arbor a oh, season wow. ago. That's true. Right? Yeah. Illinois only lost by two. You think this Michigan team's got Tom Brady and and, and fucking uh, the four horsemen? You back might there. have a point. It would not shock me if Michigan doesn't like shred in the passing game. If they're just sitting there banging with ECU, and especially if ECU's got a tough defensive line, like you're saying, shit. Mike Houston knows how to coach. Let's go. He and Jim Harbaugh so are. I don't even know that Jim Harbaugh is necessarily a better coach. I I mean, I sound like an idiot saying that, but. Jim Harbaugh has just been doing it at like bigger places. You know, he's been in the NFL, but Mike Houston was winning championships. Mike Houston took the Citadel and beat South Carolina. Yeah, do I need to, been. do I need to, yeah. do I need to say more? Yeah. Citadel was running triple option. Mike Houston's only 51 years old too. He may be on his way. So we got him at one and oh. One and oh. I like it. <laughs> no, wait, one and oh. No. <laughs> oh and one. Oh and one. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, then the rivalry game. Uh, this is awesome. The next three games, as an ECU fan, I'm happy with the next three games. The Marshall Thundering Herd coming to Greenville. This game's fantastic. Um, Marshall, I think it's a layup in week one when they play the Albany Great Danes and Reese Poffenberg. Um, <laughs> you think ECU might have a body blow from Michigan where they struggle against Marshall? I mean, Marshall does run the ball too. You know, yeah. they're a good team, so I think you can't ignore them. Well, wait, 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 uh, Marshall's in what? The yeah. Sun Belt. Sun Belt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you got to be careful in this game, but I think having it at home is nice. The uh, last time we played, we had Holton Aylers. We won in in Marshall in a crazy game, absolutely yeah. crazy game. So, I got us winning this one and going one and one. I agree with you. Maybe two and zero. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we head to Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone, North this Carolina. This is a heater, right? This here. is great. Next year they come to to doubt to the Fick, to Dowdy Ficklin. Oh, um, I'm going to tell you this: the accumulation of back to back, you know, elite running teams pounding on you <laughs> is going to add up. And uh, App State, I'm curious. Let me take a uh, look who they're playing the week before. Well, they got a road trip to North Carolina the week before. There yeah. could be a little letdown. Imagine if they win that. Yeah. Perfect spot. The North Carolina schools are doing something right. 
by playing, playing all of it. Yeah. Like, this would never happen at Florida Lo or something. Lo and behold, you know, like, this is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I got, us, I got us going to two and one. Give me a 31-28 final. It's a very uh, optimistic <laughs> outlook here. One and two, one and two East Carolina pirates. Now Patty C the Gardner web running bulldogs come into town and people don't realize, can I, the first off, this is a team that won an FCS playoff game a year ago, right? Okay. You want me to, let me, they played three FBSs a season ago. I'm going to rattle you. I'm going to give you this ready. Yeah. They lost at coastal 31, 27. Okay. Gardner web. Very respectable. They lost at Marshall twenty-eight to seven, but it was fourteen to seven going in the fourth. Yep. They lost at Liberty twenty-one twenty. <laughs> buddy, you they're better good. be careful. They're good, buddy. They are good, and they're playing App Week One. This is what I mean. I love Gardner Webb playing those schools. Yeah. I love Campbell playing North Carolina and North Carolina playing App State, and yeah. and it seems like you know just, what would have been cool. What's that? If. Uh, like JMU when they were FCS could have been playing UVA. Oh, but we beat them and they didn't schedule us for 40 years. That was Virginia tech. Well, no Virginia yeah. tech does. We beat them and they didn't schedule us for the remaining 10 years. And we're still not on their yeah. schedule for another 10. We got cowards in the state of Virginia. North, North Carolina's Carolina is doing it right, man. Goes hard. They're doing it right. Yeah. So I got us three and one after beating Gardner Webb uh, in the, in, in on September 23rd at the FIC. Uh, okay. I got them at two and two. Then they traveled to Houston, Texas to take on the Rice Owls. Now this is a sneaky game to me. Yeah. Because I think Rice is going to be a lot better. They got JT Daniels and he's 39 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's a benefit to having someone that you know went to college with Warren Moon right. on your roster. So, there's um, no lack of experience there. They were 5 and 8 last year. Uh You know a lot of people go to college for 7 years. <laughs> This is a sneaky game because I think Rice is going to be a bowl team this year. I mean, they only lost at Houston by seven points. That's, I think Rice is going to be a lot better this year. I think they're going to be a lot better. But I also think ECU is a championship caliber team. We go down to Houston and beat those private school pussies. So you say four and one? No, four and one? Four and one. I say three and two. Okay. Bye week. Bye week. Um, a nice uh, bye week. Nice bye week because you got SMU and all that SMU blood money coming in, the NIL blood money that they got. All right, but they got a Thursday night football Ooh, in Greenville. Oh, in G Vegas, come on! What is the cuisine? What 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 is what 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 are they getting fired up down? I mean, aside from the shots, aside <laughs> from the fucking rot gut liquor, uh, you got great barbecue. You wow. got great barbecue in the Carolinas, well, North Carolina specifically. But also, you got uh, sup dogs. You know what I mean? You got hot dogs and shit. You can get. I mean, it's ECU. You don't even remember what you eat. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> Could be, could it's be hot com- dogs. Could be sandwiches. Could be assholes. Anyway. <laughs> Hello, we've all been there. All uh, right, but uh, uh, this is a huge upset right here. They're not going to see this one coming. Is it a, even an upset? SMU is like they're spending money all crazy. Yeah, they think it's 1984 here. They think Eric Dickerson's walking through that door. Yep. Uh, so that so I got us moving to uh, five and one. Five Four and one. And two. I think they get the win too. See, now we hit the over right here. Cause although I do like Charlotte hiring Biff Pogey, I think he's fantastic. And I am <laughs> quietly a Charlotte 49er fan <laughs> because of that hire. You could say it. you're in the closet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think Biff Pogey, I mean, Google image, this guy, he's what a football coach should look like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, what a man should look like, yeah, he's going to have Charlotte rolling soon, but not this year. We get him done. You know, so we're, so we're, we cash the over. You guys are going to smack Charlotte. We're, we're up six and one. 
And then we head to the filthy, filthy Alamo dome to take on uh, UTSA. We should never play football in this stadium, Tough but a little stretch um, here. Uh, this is a loss. Frank. What is it? Harris? Yeah. Frank captain Harris is back. Mahoney might even be with him, but uh, yeah, uh, that's a, that, that, that's a loss. Cause it's a far trip. That place gets lit. And uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think we uh, get him. Look, he admits the Alabama gets lit. Yeah, and it does. And so a live environment they got there. Who you taking? I'm taking the Roadrunners. You kidding me? So what's what's their record heading into November, Patty? See for you. I got them. I think what? Are they, how many games we got left? We got well, one, two, uh, three, four. four. Ga- yeah, four games I left. I think I have them at five and three, right? Five and three. So you need one win for the over. Yeah, you're at six and two. Yeah, you're, you already six have and two. And Tulane comes to comes to. Greenville. Now this, what I love about this is apparently Fritz and Houston go back, go yeah. way back. Yeah. You go back to the last time they played in Greenville. Uh, ECU got them two years ago. They got them 52 to 29. Wow. Right. But last year Fritz got the revenge. Can we deal them the blow? I think that's a game, dude. I think it's very much. Yeah. A game. I think Vegas is way under shooting ECU right now. I do too. I think this is like almost lockworthy here. Uh, sure. Being in your company is probably influencing that a little bit, but uh, no, I think Tulane, while they are very good, a trip to ECU is not going to be easy. This crowd will be up for that game. No, the gorgeous golden locks of Michael Pratt <laughs> might be a problem. Might be a problem. <laughs> uh, I, I got us. I got us winning. I'm going to give you another L. So mm. you got what seven and two. I got him at five and four. Then we go down to Boca Raton FAU Stadium. Now this, I think Tom Herman and FAU are going to be a lot better than people think. I think they bite us here. I wow, think they bite us. Wow, they Very. got Casey Thompson, who I think is a solid quarterback. Yeah, and I think that team's been recruiting really well. So Herman walks into a great scenario, much like he did at Houston. Yeah. Uh, so I got us losing that one. Wait, what? What, what, what did Herman do at Houston? Uh, are you kidding me? He took uh, he beat Florida I- State in the Sugar Bowl. Why then he got the Texas job. Oh, off via, the Houston. Yeah. Okay, so that's what that was his path. He went Ohio State, yeah. Houston, Texas. Yeah. That's right. Forgot that whole Houston era there for a second. Um, yeah, they beat Oklahoma. Oh, he's got yeah. potential. Yeah. He's got a great X's yeah. and O's. You give him some talent. He, it's going to be a taken here. Uh, look, they were what five and seven last year. That's respectable. I think ECU gets them. Wow, I like it. Back to back away games, Patty. See, we got Brian Newberry, new head coach of the Navy Midshipmen, bringing in the Kennesaw offense. This is one of the mystery games. Navy normally fucks up ECU. I want to look at the. Uh, Maybe it was, it was Ruffin McNeil and Montgomery era. We had a str- we had a really hard time. Now we did win the last time we went to Annapolis. You guys are two and eight all time against yeah. Navy. Uh, having won just one of the last. The last uh, time we went to Annapolis is what we won on a on a game winning thirty eight thirty five. Yeah, just two years ago. Um, both these games have been decided by well, the last three games have been decided by four points or less. The last well, three we couldn't years. kick a field goal last year. We should have won. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the that's the drawback. As much, I mean, for the a team that it was top, what what did they finish in passing last year? Number sixteen overall. Yeah. How are the, how, they? This happens with Navy when they play like Army and stuff. They get in these dog fights that are field goal game every year. When you're throwing the ball around against one of these uh, service academies, you usually either, usually either work them or you get worked. But here, Mike Houston finds himself in a dogfight with Navy every year, and he gets the win here. He gets the win this time. I agree with you. Okay, and then they host the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. They're in year one of the Kevin Wilson era. I do like the hire. Kevin Wilson, good coach. But I, I think it's year one, and it's at the Fick. So uh, 
I got I got us sitting here at nine and three, ten and two, <laughs> eleven and one, twelve and zero, oh, fourteen. Well, what and do you really have, Matt? You have Matt. No, I, I really think you take the over, though. I really think you uh, have nine and three, eight and four somewhere. Yeah, somewhere like that. I got them seven and five, but either way, that's a full game and a half ahead of uh, where uh, September is so important to me. Like, it, if we start out zero and three, it could it could go really downhill. We have to beat Marshall or App, even yeah. if we go one and two. Yeah. I don't think that's even that necessary, but it, it would make it, you, you know who you guys remind me of right now? Who's that? Uh, UTSA from last year, a really tough first three games. Yeah. And if you can squeak out one of them, the rest of the schedule is very manageable. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I think you'd hammer the but, over but five and, and three, a half. Oh, and three is a hard hole to crawl out. That's of. what I'm saying. And then yeah. you got to worry about, you know, quitting. You got to worry about everything and yeah. oh, and three, and then playing your FCS and Gardner Webb, that team that won an FCS playoff game oh, a year ago and four that is, season's is over. sneaky Houston. All of a sudden yeah. is on the hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm taking the over. I feel pretty good about it. Patty C yourself. I agree. I think that, that uh, eight and five last year, they're just disrespecting me at this point. They yeah. did lose a lot. But culture, I think culture, culture. That's right. All Next right. man up. Year five is this five? I think is it is. it five? Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. Look, before we get out of here, though, we got Michael Barker. I, got, I was able to interview the great Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, at CFB Campus Tour on Twitter. And if you don't know who he is, you need to know who he is because he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, he travels to every single college football stadium. So we're gonna talk about his. Trips down to the Fick to doubt, get rowdy at the Dowdy. Joining us on the East Carolina Pirates 2023 season preview episode is one Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. He's on Twitter as CFB Campus Tour. You need to follow that account because he takes the best photos. He's at like every game. I swear. He needs a fucking Pulitzer Prize or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> look. Let's talk about Daddy Ficklin. I'm an ECU guy, and I want to. I'm telling you, Mike Houston's reviving the program some, but for a long time, and 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 NC Nick can a, a, account for this, and many other many other friends of mine. I would take them down there for a Thursday night game. We used to play a shit ton of Thursday night games back in the '90s with David Garrard, with Jeff Blake. We'd play Virginia Tech, West Virginia, all those schools. We, you know, we were an independent at the time, so we would kind of play everybody. We beat the Miami Hurricanes when they were a top ten team. Uh, it, when they were foolish enough to come to to, to Greenville, although uh, actually I, I want to say that might have been a hurricane, and we actually beat them in Chapel Hill. UNC let us use that stadium because of a hurricane. But tell me about your your experiences because uh, I I know I got to get you to Dowdy to, to Dowdy Ficklin for a game, man. Well, I've been there twice. Uh, you know, what I like about it, first of all, is it's the biggest G5 stadium in the country, uh, 50,000 seats. And it started out with only 10,000 when they built it in 1963. So that attests to the success of the program over the years. Uh, in 2010 and 2011, they averaged a sellout. So for us, uh, thinking about G5 schools getting 50,000 fans at every game, it's it's an incredible. So they definitely have reached the pinnacle of fan support like you're talking about. What I like also about the stadium is there's natural grass. I mean, everybody is moving to field turf and they have natural grass there. Uh, so there's a lot of positives. I've been to two games. Uh, one was in 2018, one was in uh, 2021. Both were weeknight games. As a traveler, we're always trying to get the weeknight games if we can. And the 2021 game was a game at uh, against USF. They were down, I think, 16-0 at half. 
pouring rain and they came back 23 unanswered points in the second half and they ended up beating uh, South Florida. Uh, well, look, I mean, I still feel like we're not where we need to be. I mean, we just got raided in the portal, but I'm telling you folks, uh, and you see it with college baseball, college baseball, ECU has been really good. And they, they, they hosted a regional last year where the Texas Longhorns came. And I, I feel like everyone was like, who are these cra- this crowd? And I remember articles. I remember reading an article. This is before my time, like my, my time, my years down in Greenville was that the, they were suggesting teams that should join the sec and they were comparing, they were saying, this is a passionate fan base. The sec should try to look at ECU. This is probably late nineties, early two thousands. And, uh, and, and, and it's a shame what Scotty, Mon- with Scotty Montgomery era, they started to get blown out so bad, so bad. So now Mike Houston comes in and I feel like he's starting to get the, you know, get it back to where it should be. But uh, Hey, and I think you went to one of those games where he got the win in the rainstorm there against USF, man. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely potential, you know, some schools have never reached the top. You know, I know they're in the American now I'm, I'm deep in the Sunbelt. And every time they talk about adding another team, ECU is one of the ones they bring up automatically. So, uh, you know, hopefully, like you said, coach Houston continues to push them in the right direction. And it's nice to have big destinations at the G five level. And so, uh, you know, them doing it in baseball, like you said, is proof that it still can be done. And it would be great to have another big sold out crowd against there because uh, I know opponents would not want to go back and, and face a 50,000 seat crowd uh, for a big game. Yeah. Yeah. And NC Nick, who's not with us on this episode, my brother, he's a big Sunbelt guy. And he says the one team, the Sunbelt is missing is ECU. ECU used to used to play Southern miss and have these rivalries. And I feel always felt like Southern miss had a lit They're They're kind of, they remind me of each other. ECU right. reminds me of, of Southern Miss and Fresno State. I've always said that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, look, in the coming years, we're going to get you to a game, man. We're going to get you to a game because, uh, you know, Scott, I, I know you mentioned 2018, the Scotty Montgomery years. I don't even want to ask the score of that game, folks. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate you coming on the, on the show, Michael. And uh, look, we're going to get you to Dowdy Fick. All right, we're going to get you there. Uh, Folks, give him a follow on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. You will not be disappointed. All right. This is the best. If you're a college football fan, you need to be following this page because it's a lot. It's educational, but you also will get all these shots. You can live kind of through him as he goes from city to city. You know, sometimes six, seven, eight cities, I feel like in a week. Give him a follow. Michael, thanks for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. Thanks uh, for having me and getting to talk about your boys, East Carolina. There we go, man. We're and and I'm holding you to that. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you to the to Dowdy Ficklin when 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 it's a, when it's not a monsoon, you know. Zero resistance. I'm ready to go. So let's do it. Let's go, man. Michael Barker, yes, and look, he went in a monsoon. That's football weather, though, Patty. See, I like monsoons. You yeah. know, let's go and. Uh, That's how at least. Thirty percent of games should be watched. Yes, Patty. See, what are you gonna do if East Carolina upsets Michigan Week One? Uh, party with you. I'm gonna get you to buy shots for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the bar scene better watch out, folks. <laughs> I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. Mike Houston is bringing life back into Greenville after that that mole. All right, that mole, uh, Scotty Montgomery. I'm super <laughs> excited for the future, uh, and, and maybe one day we can get to the Sun Belt. It sounds crazy because the AAC is the more prestigious. 
conference yeah. in a way, but Sunbelt has just the blueprint on college football. Much cooler. Yeah. Folks, uh, subscribe to the college football experience. Once again, like I mentioned, we host the college baseball experience, the college basketball experience, the FCS college football experience. Uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com uh, slash the college experience. Also, wherever podcasts can be found, all those podcasts I just mentioned, type them in where we, we are available, wherever podcasts can be found. Check out the sports gambling podcast and the SGPN app. Uh, that's free to download in the app store and Google play store. You get access to all of our picks content. Jeff Blake. We've had Jeff Blake on the show before talking ECU golden days. So uh, check out all that good stuff. And uh well, Patty C, um, let's just let's just put the bet in now. ECU over. This is the college football experience, East Carolina Pirate style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. We believe in the pirates. In the spirit of ECU. We believe. I feel there was nothing that